What's going on, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ramblin' Gamers. I This is episode five, right? Oh, yeah. All right. We're chugging so, away. Yeah, of course, I'm here today with Adam. It's always just us two. Uh, we plan on bringing guests on here at some point. We just haven't gotten around to it yet. We're still just kind of, you know, get into the flow of things. But today, like always, we're going to ramble on about the latest video game news, along with several other topics ranging from our game opinions to news about upcoming nerdy movies and TV shows. And we have some, some uh, like, reviews of a nerdy TV show. You, you might have an idea of what it is just based on what's been coming out recently. But if you guys are liking the show and want to stay up to date, please, please, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Ramblin' Gamers. Also, if you wouldn't mind, share this with a friend who might be interested because we're really trying to grow our audience. We want to continue doing this. And we'll definitely be more incentivized to do so if people are watching and enjoying our content. Also, we're looking at possibly doing YouTube videos and Twitch streams. We will be keeping you guys up to date on our social medias. Uh, we already have the uh, we already have some stuff planned out. So we have like a a power week that's coming up here in December. We're planning to make a lot of content and get ahead. So keep an eye out on that. But before we get into today's show, we do want to just touch on the recent Mandalorian episodes. Um, Adam and I are, I wouldn't say we're Star Wars fanatics by any means. We both, as, as far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, we both like all of the, I mean, not like, we've all, we've seen all of the live action Star Wars mm-hmm. shows and movies, correct? Correct. And I think I have more heated opinions on Star Wars than you do. I think maybe just because I, I like really grew up with it. My parents loved it. So I watched it a lot as a kid. So um, with The Mandalorian coming out, it's kind of reignited my my love for Star Wars after the lackluster episode nine that came out. I wasn't a big fan, but uh, season two of The Mandalorian has not disappointed me yet. What are your thoughts on it so far? I love it. And like with the whole Star Wars thing, it's like with you, I grew up and like I kind of thought I was a big Star Wars fan. But at one point, I just kind of realized there is more Star Wars stuff that I didn't like than there was Star Wars stuff that I really enjoyed. But Mandalorian is one of those one of those sweet spots for me. It's really, really a treat every single week. It's it's really cool to have like high production value in like a 30 minute episode of Star Wars. And it's just got all the stuff I like, like the fighting and the just like the character designs. Um, but that that most recent episode, which would have aired on the 12th. Yeah, the, the 13th, technically, because it was Friday. But yeah. Oh, yeah. So so just for, for everyone who doesn't know, we record all of our episodes on either Friday or Saturday and post on Tuesday. So that's why sometimes our episodes aren't 100% up to date. But on the day of recording this, this is the day that the third episode of season two came out. And I loved it. I've loved every single episode so far. One thing I was really worried about is in the first season, I felt like it started out a little slow. I was still, don't get me wrong, loved it. I felt like it started out slow and really picked up. I thought episodes six, seven, and eight were amazing. You and I watched episode eight like three times last year within Mm -hmm. a month of it coming out. We we love that. I was worried about halfway through the first episode. I was like, no, like, don't, like, don't regress like it was so good they you can tell how far they came just in that first season how much better the episodes were getting and i didn't want them to go back to that i thought the first episode was great i thought the second episode was better than that and i i really enjoyed this episode i would say that this has been my favorite episode of the season i think it's my favorite episode of like the whole series you think so yeah 
Maybe maybe the last episode of last season has a beat, but it was really good. One thing I want them to get away from is so far this season has pretty much been Mando going and saying, hey, I need this information. Someone's like, hey, I know someone who can do this, get this information for you. He goes to that person and they're like, yeah, sure, I'll give you this information, but you got to help me with this first. And I want them to, you know, get away from that. And it looks like they are the quick, quick spoiler coming up. So if you don't want to know anything, skip ahead like a minute or so, because we're going to move on here shortly. Um, them, see, uh, him going to see Ahsoka Tana. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. I wasn't a big Clone Wars fan. That's exciting for me. I, I really want them to get away from the Skywalker stuff. And I think that this is disconnected enough from the other live action stuff where it's going to be something different and something fresh. And I'm looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really, but I've definitely noticed the pattern that you brought up where every episode is him, like seemingly making progress towards his end goal of delivering the child to the Jedi. And then like, someone's like, Oh, I need help. And then I'll give you information. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that they get away from that. But moving on from the Mandalorian, because there is a lot of stuff to talk about today. Um, quickly before we get directly into the news, I have received my PS5. Um, it is something that I wasn't supposed to get until next Thursday. I pulled some strings with Amazon, and by pulled some strings, I mean I went on and changed my shipping speed to one day delivery instead of whatever the free one was, because I'm a cheapo and I don't have Prime. So I had to pay an extra $12. I got it yesterday. I sat on in my living room waiting for the UPS person to knock. And let me just say, this thing is a honker. It is the, like, every time I look at it, I'm sitting in the room with it. I'm like, okay, like, it's not that big. I walk out of the room and come back and, like, set my eyes on it. It's huge. Like, I, I... I knew it was going to be big, but now that I actually have it and it sits on my desk, I cannot stress how big this thing actually is. Yeah, I'm hearing that from everybody, but I'm waiting for that moment where I have one of my own and I really realize, oh, this thing's really big. Yeah, you do not realize how big it is until you have it. Uh, what What's your story, Ben? Because I know that you weren't going to get one at, at launch at first and... You had a complete change of heart yesterday around the time that I received mine. What what kind of what's your process been for trying to get one of those things ordered? Mm -hmm. So I know what you're getting at, and that isn't the sole thing that changed my mind. And I'll I'll get into that in a sec. But um, it's mostly been looking back at PS4 games, and it's like I want to mm -hmm. play Persona Five, I want to play Shadow of the Colossus remake. So I'm like, I should get a PS4. But no, at this point, I should just get a PS5. Yeah. And then there was kind of the excitement of it being launch day and being like, oh, I could get one at launch if I tried. So I did try um, to get some from the PlayStation Direct store, but they sold out. And then I tried during three of the four Walmart drops and I was unsuccessful. But I think what Matt's hinting at here is he sent me a video yesterday morning of a uh, King Gizzard song being featured in the new Little Big Planet <laughs> game. <laughs> and it was kind of that moment after looking into the new Little Big Planet game that I was like, man, I want a PS5. You, I'm telling you, you should, you should definitely get it. You, like, you should try your ass off because it's going to be hard, I think, to get one before Black Friday. And I would say it's still going to be tough to even get one by Christmas time. You're looking at January. But, but they did delay the online co-op for uh sack boy 
So around the time you could be getting one, I could be purchasing that game and we could play that game together. Could do that. Possibly a stream. Maybe, maybe a stream. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that game looks like a lot of fun. And I am a big King Gizzard fan, as you know. I know you are too. So mm-hmm. seeing that they had a song make it into that game in a really clever way, it's just really cool to me. All right, now let's just move on to my initial thoughts of the PS5. Um, the biggest thing, the one of the biggest downfalls of the PlayStation 4 is just how how loud it is. And I just really wanted to comment on the the sound of the fan. So normally what I do is when I play video games, I just slap on my my headset. So I really can't hear the fan that much anyways. So I made it one of my my goals was to actually like sit down and listen to it. I, so I played Spider-Man Miles Morales both on fidelity and performance mode. And the fan is like, you don't hear it. The only time I've really heard it is when uh, when I first booted up the PlayStation 5 and also whenever a game for whatever reason. So I, I like downloaded a bunch of my games that I that I plan on playing in the near future. Whenever that game, you get the notification that it's installed and it is like completely done downloading and installing. The fan gets really loud for about 10 to 20 seconds and then it goes away. But it sounds like so far, and obviously the fan is really clean right now. Who knows what it's going to be in like a year? It might be really loud. But right now, it's a massive improvement from the PlayStation 4. And so moving on from just like the fan, the, the UI was a big talking point. Um, it's a UI. I didn't really have anything special to say about it. I will say that it looks a lot better. It seems easier to navigate. However, there are a couple things I have struggled to find. Um, I didn't know how to take a screenshot at first. <laughs> it took me like like three minutes to figure out how to actually do that. But when I did find it out, and then just as I do this more, within like a week or so, I'm going to know where just about everything is that I need to um, need to know. But the big thing that I want to talk about is Astro's Playroom. And I just want to say that I wasn't expecting a lot of this game. I was excited to play it. But I was more just kind of figuring it was going to be uh, a tech demo for the controller. That game is a lot of fun. Like, it, genuinely, I would put that in my top five games I've played this year. And I only played it for like two hours. And I plan on, I, I'm not one for platinum in games. I think a lot of times the reason people platinum games is just to get that trophy. It's not because they necessarily enjoy playing the game. The only game I've ever platinumed was Spider-Man um, on the PS4, because I already like I didn't realize I was platinuming and I was just playing it as much as I could because I enjoyed it. I plan on going back and platinuming in Astro's Playroom just so I can go through those levels and play them again because I think they're that much fun. So what what did you like about it? I mean, because it's a it's a packing game, and yeah. is, so is it? Would you still consider it like a tech demo? Like it showcases what the console can do? Yeah, without a doubt, it's it's definitely a tech demo. Um, the way that they showcase how the controller works is awesome. The the triggers, I think, are the, the coolest thing. I know that's what a lot of people said, so I don't want to just make it sound like I'm taking their opinion. But the controllers, just like the tension that they have on them. So when, I, when you first turn it on, it kind of takes you through the basics of the controller. And one of the things it has you do is um, use the, just use the triggers. So what I did was I like pushed down on them, and I, I didn't realize I was only pushing them halfway. And I was like, is my controller like broken? Because I would I would just stop when I felt tension. I was like, I this was this would suck if I got like a broken controller. And then like I just like push harder on it. And you the the tension on it is so cool. And I can't wait to see what developers end up doing with that. Because 
it blew me away several times throughout playing this game because it's you you know I'm a big 3D platformer kind of guy. I really enjoy the Ratchet and Clank games are one of my favorite games. This I cannot wait for them to eventually do more with Astrobot because they recently released a blog post. I think it's Team Asobi that makes this. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong, but they they said that they plan on having more news with Astrobot in the near future. If they make another game like this, I I would pay like twenty dollars to play this like a two hour game like that. That's how much fun I had playing it. Have you played the? Because they used him before as like a tech demo for the PlayStation VR. Yeah, but that was only for VR, and I didn't have VR. I did hear that. I wish I could remember what that game was. It was like Rescue Astrobot or something like that. A lot of people said that game was fun. Um, I mean, I just didn't have VR. I, I plan on getting VR if they release one for the PlayStation 5, which obviously we don't know for sure if they're going to do, but I would definitely go back and play that. But the way I'm looking at it is this game has been so... I don't know the word for it. It's just been so... I don't want to say perfect, but it is almost like perfect for what I was expecting. For me, it makes Astrobot like PlayStation's mascot. That's how good this game was. Like when I, when I picture PlayStation, I picture Astrobot. Now he's like their mascot. Yeah, they should. He's definitely got like a mascot appeal to his design. And and they really don't have one because I mean, like Xbox has Master Chief. Nintendo has countless. <laughs> um mascots between mario link um pikachu i guess if you would you consider pikachu like a mascot i guess i just consider it because of pokemon I would. But, but i feel like we don't really have that with playstation but i think astrobot provides a really good opportunity i think they should capitalize it and i'm sure they will because if they release like a 10 to 15 hour game of a 3d platformer using astrobot that that would be a lot of fun i'd definitely play it um but one thing i was concerned about not concerned about, but for eventually when the PlayStation 6 comes out, if they want to do like another tech demo like this, they would have to take a very different route. Because I don't know if you know this, Adam, but basically what it is is you're stuck inside the PlayStation as Astrobot, and you go through different parts. So one of them, you go through the CPU, you go through the the memory, you go through the SSD, and can't remember what the other one is off the top of my head. But you find like different PlayStation artifacts. So there's four worlds, and in each world you get like artifacts from each PlayStation. That kind of appeal would be gone if they were to do that thing again, because basically you'd be playing like the same game, finding the same things, just with the PlayStation Five things. That, mm-hmm. that. So I, I wonder. So if they do another game, they need to do something very, I would say, very different in terms of story, if you want to even call it that. Um, I, I just don't know where they would take it, but I'm confident that they'll be able to make a great game because this game was so much fun. Yeah, I'm excited to play it. It's but, definitely on my list of PS5 games to play when I get one, and the fact that it's free is just a no-brainer. Yeah, I would definitely recommend the first, if any of you guys listening have not cracked open your PS5 or haven't gotten one yet, the first game you should play is Astrobot because it's about like a two-hour game roughly if you if you don't platinum it. Um, it's it's just a lot of fun. But moving on to Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is a game you and I have both been looking forward to. I will say before I before I really get into this, I haven't had a whole lot of time to play it. I only played for like three hours or so. So the big thing I want to touch on is the performance and fidelity mode. And for, for those of you who don't know, 
the performance mode basically takes away like ray tracing um and you can play at like a 60 fps mode the fidelity mode you play at 30 i i I believe it's 30 fps and there's ray tracing so um there's there's not like a huge difference between the two but i will say i prefer playing on the performance mode and i think it's gonna be hard for me to go back to games not playing at 60 fps because it just runs so smooth so like smoother than the playstation 4 spider-man yeah without a doubt like it's it's not even close in my opinion the fidelity mode i will say looks great another thing that probably is contributing to my opinion is i don't have a 4k tv if i had a 4k tv or monitor i'm sure i would enjoy the fidelity mode a lot more um Mm -hmm. but between the two i don't see too much of a difference in in like the graphic quality but in the frames in in my fps i'd much rather use that smooth gameplay when i'm fighting like 20 bad guys or something like that I'd, I'd much rather have that smooth gameplay and transition better from like side of the like each area to each area it just it feels a lot better i it's it's hard to describe without actually playing it um i would recommend just like switching between the two so you can really see the difference but the performance mode is awesome sweet and now do they have that performance mode for the, the spider-man remaster for the ps5 I I think so, but I don't know for sure. It's I part of me wonders if they're gonna if companies are gonna continue giving people the option or if they're just gonna stick with one. Because I can, I, I think giving people choices is a much better idea. I think having this gives people the opportunity because me playing on fidelity mode doesn't make a whole lot of sense without a 4K TV. But I don't know. You miss out on the ray tracing, I guess, which I'm not super. That's not super important to me. So the performance versus fidelity mode that's within the like the miles morales settings that's not just like a general ps5 thing correct yeah it's just inside the the game settings when when you eventually get a playstation 5 and get this game are you just planning on getting the remastered spider-man yes and playing that first okay i got you so i i think that's a good way to go because i will say after playing Spider-Man PS4, and I don't want to harp on this because I, I, I don't want to, I don't know. It's not that big of a deal, but them changing Peter Parker's model is definitely a bit strange. Like, like at first I didn't really care, but now that I'm playing the game and I see that voice coming out of a different face, I just, it's it's strange. So I think if you if you play the 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 remastered version, you won't get that same feeling that I'm getting because you're not going to be used to the PS4 Spider-Man. Oh, so they went back to the first Spider-Man and changed his model too. That just wasn't a going forward. Yeah, so that's just the new. That's just the new Peter Parker. Hmm. All right. So moving on from the PlayStation Five, we really just wanted to touch on the the Mass Effect Remaster trilogy that was announced. I believe it was announced on the day after we were we were we recorded our last episode. Um, so unfortunately, we weren't able to talk about that in episode four, but it is something we definitely want to touch on now. I have a strange relationship with Mass Effect where I grew up watching my my stepdad play these games. So it's something that I'm somewhat knowledgeable about, but I never played the games myself. I was really looking forward to playing on Andromeda when it first came out. But after all the <laughs> bugs and everything that came with that game, I decided, you know what? I don't want my first Mass Effect experience to be with that crap game. So I've kind of just waited for them to come out with a new game. And then 
the the remastered trilogy was getting rumored so this for me is ideal this is exactly what i wanted now i can play these three games that have done really well that have done really well critically and i don't have to play andromeda to get a taste of mass effect what are your thoughts on this dude andromeda was a mess but um didn't people also not like the third one because of the ending so yeah, that's that was people's biggest. They said everything about the third one, as far as I know, that everything about the third one was good, other than the ending. And I think that was one of the first games where we saw enough complaints to where a developer went and like changed it. So I know that they released new like DLC endings that were just free, and I don't think it was able to rectify the the poor ending they had already established. I don't know what that poor ending is, and I would prefer that didn't get spoiled for me because I was able to avoid that when I was a kid and still have been able to avoid it. So uh, when this comes out in spring of 2021, um, I'm really looking forward to, forward to it because we have, have actually we went back and looked at how well these the previous three games did. And I don't know if you guys have noticed, you probably have. We use meta scores really to that. That's our preferred way of deciding if a, if a game did well critically. Uh, so the the first game received an 89, the second game received a 94, and the third game re- received an 89 on Metacritic. The second game is considered one of the best games of all time, actually, when, when going and looking through these scores. Or if you look up best games of all time on Meta- Metacritic, Mass Effect 2 is within the top 100. So I'm, I'm incredibly excited to play these games. Yeah, I've um never played any Mass Effect game, but maybe when they start really promoting it and marketing it closer to release. What, do they have a date for it? Just spring of next year. All right. So it could be any time between like February and June, really. Something like that, yeah. But another thing as well is that they announced that they weren't going to be doing overhauls to the gameplay or anything like that, and it would just kind of panic be like up to resolution is my understanding which I know some people were disappointed with. I'm not too disappointed with it because I do want to experience the just like how the games were made originally with slight quality of life improvements and resolution being one. And I've heard the gameplay for Mass Effect, uh, the Mass Effect 1 has aged quite poorly. So my understanding is that they're going to fix that up a little bit. So I, I can't express how excited I am for these games. This is one of my most looked forward to games i guess there's three of them but games that is coming out within this like the next two years yeah and even just not like a whole lot of uh like visual updates to it just having all three games in one package is pretty cool Mm -hmm. but another thing that they announced is that a new mass effect is coming out as well um which to me is quite confusing so bioware also makes the dragon age games and they who are are they owned by ea i believe so i think so okay so bioware is owned by ea and they had the e they had the ea play when was it sometime in the summer but bioware showed very very early gameplay from dragon age then whatever the next dragon age is i don't remember the number like incredibly early gameplay like they were still like drawings basically um I don't know why they would announce this new... Like, obviously, they're a big enough studio to where they can work on a couple things at once, but this game, the the trilogy is coming out at the beginning of spring, meaning they're in the really early, early stages of 
the new Mass Effect probably is just like written on paper at this point. Why I don't understand why they would announce a game so early when there's a chance it's like three or four years out. Yeah, but I mean, with EA, they could be rushing it and overworking their employees. That's true. <laughs> Hopefully that's not the case because uh, <laughs> we don't want to see another Andromeda. But that's that's another question I want to pose. Do we see this game being a masterpiece such as the first three games or will it kind of fall into the Andromeda category? And I just want to bring up how poor Andromeda has done and then how poor Anthem has done. So Bioware has did not have a good past generation with the exception of Dragon Age Inquisition, which even might have been on PlayStation 3 if I'm in the Xbox 360, if I'm being honest. But what are our expectations for this new Mass Effect game? Um, I'm just going to keep expectations low and then be surprised when they actually listen to like fan feedback and what people who play their games want as opposed mm-hmm. to expecting it to not be like Andromeda and then them just not changing how they develop their games at all. I think that's a good way to look at it. But do you see it being another and do you see it being a sequel to Andromeda or do you think they're going to do something completely different? Um I could see them doing something completely different, but then it being like as poorly received as Andromeda. I mean, we'll just have to wait wait and see. For all we know, it's going to be three or four years out before we get any news on it. But moving on, we have a bunch of reviews to go over with it being the beginning of a console generation. Uh, lots of new games came out this week. We're going to start with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, received an 82 on meta. It has an 82 meta score with 12 reviews. From DualShockers, they said, with a near-perfect blend of old and new, Valhalla is the best Assassin's Creed title in the past decade, and they gave it a 90. Uh, do you plan on playing this game at all? <laughs> yes, I you have do? been getting, yeah, because I have been getting back into the old Assassin's Creed games that I played when I was younger, um, through mm-hmm. the Ezio collection that I bought on the Xbox One. Um, and like there, there was a dip in Assassin's Creed, but I, I've been hearing it's been coming back. Like I really want to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey more than Valhalla, mm-hmm. but Valhalla is definitely on my radar because of how well this series has been doing recently. So, uh, can you inform me on this? What is Odyssey? Is that the Egyptian one, or is that Origins? That's Origins. Odyssey is the Greek one. Okay. I'm surprised they haven't, hadn't done a Greek one yet. What were the, the Ezio trilogy? What, what time period was that based around? Uh, that was um, was in Italy. Probably like the late 1700s. Gotcha. Yeah, I do um, not plan on playing this game at all. Why not? I don't. I don't know, man. Just from what I've heard about Assassin's Creed, my under. I I recently played through Ghost of Tsushima, which we'll talk about later, but. I have an opinion on on that later. I'm not a big fan of stealth missions, which I know is what they do. Um, I've seen gameplay of it, and a lot of it, I don't know, it just doesn't strike me as something that's a whole lot of fun. And especially coming off of, so a little bit of back background for you guys. I just got a PlayStation 4, I want to say in 2018. So recently I've been just trying to catch up on all the exclusives that I missed. And that was a lot of open world titles. I do not want to play another open world title, especially with me playing Spider-Man right now. Ah, Assassin's Creed Valhalla being a huge open world does not excite me in the slightest. 
I mean, I agree with you that kind of the stealth stuff in Assassin's Creed, um, the gameplay can get really repetitive. I've definitely replaying older Assassin's Creed games feel burnt out and kind of have to force myself to finish it. Um, but my understanding is that the newer games kind of did away with the old formula, and that's why they're being received a lot better. Yeah, I mean, if it might be something I check out, especially if you end up getting a PlayStation 5 and buying the physical copy of it, I can see myself possibly borrowing it. I definitely do not see myself going and spending $60 or $70 on this game. All right, so moving on to Demon Souls. Uh, received a 93 Metascore. It only has five reviews right now, though. From Game Informer, from Game Informer for newcomers, Demon Souls will be the first exploration in the duality of despair and triumph and hopefully go on to become a starting point for new souls fans for veterans it's a it's a homage to wait is it homage or homage homage i don't think it matters i've heard it pronounced so many ways it's a whole uh homage sorry everyone it's a homage to an experiment that kicked off a fantastic genre either way it's wonderful that the Oh, wow. That the nascent... I should have read this over before I did this. That the nascent ethers from the original classic have coalesced and given us this delightful treat. They gave it a 93. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that's funny. That review was written by someone a lot smarter than us. Yeah, that was that was from someone who gets paid to do this. Uh, Do we plan on playing this game? What, What are your thoughts on it? Uh... So I have not played any of the Soulsborne series, but I could possibly see myself picking this up because I know the original Demon Souls was a introduction for a lot of people into that that pseudo series of games. So uh, a remake of it seems to be the way to go. I am kind of on the same page. I've also never played any of these types of games before, but this game looks a lot of fun. It looks like like beautiful like it looks really good um Mm -hmm. i can see myself playing it especially after seeing these good reviews and i mean blue what is it blue point kills it every time with their their remake so we kind of expect they did the shadow the colossus Mm -hmm. so i can see myself playing it it's it's one of those things where it might be a game that i try and borrow from someone then go out and buy um i can see myself maybe Maybe I can pull some strings with Santa Claus or something and get this game because it does look like a lot of fun. Um, moving on though to to this is a game we've talked about quite frequently is Bug Snacks with a seventy three Metascore with fifteen reviews. Hopefully this does not this isn't a, a thesaurus type review again. But from IGN Japan with a repetitive quest structure, too many loading screens, and a sense of humor that might not be for everyone. Bug Snacks is not a game with the universal appeal its cutesy characters might suggest. That being said, the game's absurd world and creatures are utterly charming and unique, and the wide variety of bug-catching mechanics are exactly the kind of evolution I had been hoping Pokemon would would make for at least 10 years now. They gave it a 70. Uh, I already kind of know your thoughts on this. I plan on playing this game. I already have it downloaded on the PlayStation 5. It is the game I'm planning on playing right after I finish Miles Morales, which I plan on finishing uh, this weekend. But what are your thoughts on this? I feel like I'm not in the target audience for this game. So I'm so, not really interested. So I've heard that it's similar to, I want to say I've heard a lot of people call it, if you like Pokemon Snap, you'll like this game. Don't you enjoy those games? Um, I enjoyed Pokemon Snap as a kid, but 
I mean, I know they announced a sequel to it, but I'm not really like looking forward to playing it. All right, I'm going to try and sell this on you. So let's just say, hypothetically, you get a PlayStation before the month is over and you have PlayStation Plus, meaning the game is still free. Would you play it then? Um, I'd probably try it out if it was free. I'm kind of looking forward to it, forward to it just for the, for the jokes that are going to go around with it. Um, also, it's not a very long game. You want to be in on the memes? Yeah, it's. A, I've heard it's only like seven or eight hours, so I can see myself playing it. Uh, I don't know. The graphics look hideous. Yeah, they kind of do. All right, moving on to Godfall six with the sixty-two Metascore and twelve with twelve reviews from Digital Trend. Godfall offers a lot of promise with its impressive visuals and impactful combat, but those highlights are lost in a sparse dungeon crawler that sells its strengths short. It's far different than the Destiny 2 clone fans were anticipating, but that live service style may have been a better fit for its commitment to loot grinding, and they gave it a score of 50. What are your thoughts on this game? All right, so a funny thing. We talked about this game like two weeks ago, and I didn't know what it was, and I still don't know what it is. So based on that review, because I also don't know a whole lot about it, it looks like just a, a games-as-a-service type thing and there's a lot of like grinding going on in order to get um either x experience or to unlock a bunch of things but i don't know it doesn't look interesting however i don't know if you've seen trailers from it 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 looks pretty like the color it's it really pops off the screen yeah but uh games as as a service is probably going to be a pass for me yeah, I agree. Also, while we're on the topic of games as a service, did you see that Square Enix has come out saying that they lost a bunch of money, presumably because of the the unsuccessful launch of Avengers? That was awful. That's so sad. Like before they showed it off, I was really excited to see what they were gonna do with an Avengers game, but just mm-hmm. games have a, as a service, like <sighs> just kind of disappointing. Well, Part of the, yeah, part of the thing that confuses me with that game specifically is everyone sat there and said after the first trailer, wow, this game doesn't look good. I don't want to play mm-hmm. this game. And they yeah. didn't show anybody anything after that was like, okay, wow, my mind has been changed. If anything, it got worse. The more and more I saw of that game, the less and less I wanted to play of it. And I still haven't played it and don't plan on it. No, like I, I just want to play an Avengers game. That's good, but I'm not going to settle for what EA put out just because I want to play an Avengers game. It's it's Square Enix. What did I say? EA. Yeah. <laughs> they both make shit games. <laughs> okay, moving on to COD Black Ops Cold War with an 82 Metascore with nine reviews. Uh, from Attack of the Fanboy, I couldn't find a very good source for this, so I'm sorry, everyone. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War brings the Black Ops subseries back to its roots, delivering an explosive campaign, fast-paced multiplayer, and a compelling zombies experience. They gave it an 80. Uh, I already kind of know your thoughts on Call of Duty in general, but is this? do you plan on playing this one? So I am not into like the kind of games that Call of Duty is. But I know you are, and you've you've told me if I have a PS5 and online, you don't care what I say. We're playing Call of Duty. 
Yes, but that's more the war zone type thing. I will say that I've really drifted away. I still really enjoy first person shooters, but I've really drifted away from Call of Duty. Um, I enjoyed Warzone when it came out, but of the I, I'll go through all the Call of Duties right now that I have played and which ones I enjoyed. So starting out with Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2, Black Ops, Black Ops 2, those games are fun. I really enjoy those games. Ghost sucks. Black Ops 3 sucks. Black Ops 4 sucks. Infinite Warfare, I'm sorry, these are way out of order too. Infinite Warfare, I enjoyed um, enough, but that was mainly because of the zombies experience. Um, Advanced Warfare, I think, is the worst one ever. World War II is a close second. Um, I didn't play a whole lot of Modern Warfare. That's the that's the only one I haven't bought since I started playing these games, and I don't plan on buying this game either. And I don't. For all of you Call of Duty lovers out there, I don't know if you noticed a trend. All the games I didn't like were games that came out recently. All the games I liked came out a while ago, and I don't see myself buying this game at all. It, it has not excited me. The only way I will buy this game is if Zombies looks like fun. But Treyarch really disappointed me with Black Ops Four Zombies, so I'm not confident at all. Dang, so you think the old Call of Duties are better? Yeah, that's a really <laughs> that's a really unpopular opinion right there, isn't it? But no, no I, I kind of agree with everyone else. As soon as they went to Jetpacks, I just lost all interest in it and they have not bought me back. So the game it's not that you're like nostalgic for kind of the old style of gameplay, it's just actually that the games aren't quality. That I yeah. I, I agree with that because uh, black like Black Ops Four and World War, or, yeah, World War Two and Modern Warfare. Given I haven't played Modern Warfare other than Warzone, they were all boots on ground. But I don't know. I did enjoy Warzone. If I know that they're continuing to do Warzone with this game, I don't know exactly what that entails. I can if Warzone stays free to play, which I assume it will. I will continue. Oh, I, don't, I haven't even played that. Honestly, I don't care. Call of Duty sucks. I like. I'll just say it. It's bad. It's not fun anymore. I don't know how they keep getting away with selling these games for $60 every year. They should just take the, the Ubisoft route and just say, hey, idiots, like take two years or three years to make your games. Make them better because they suck. They're bad. Uh. Yeah, and like going back to Assassin's Creed, that's like they would release a game every single year and it got stale and then Ubisoft started taking their time on the games and now they're received a lot better. I mean, but even here, I'm sitting here saying I'm not going to play an Assassin's Creed game. Maybe it's just like, I don't really care about call of duty anymore. That's probably what it's down to. Yeah. I just have lost all interest with call of duty. I zombies is fun. I, I played a lot of that with my, with my friends over the summer, but the idea of just hopping into a multiplayer game and playing it for like six hours, just so I can, unlock a new gun or get a get a new camo if i get a bunch of headshots like that was fun when i was in middle school and high school it does not sound fun to me now i'd rather just play a single player game alone in my bedroom yeah that's where i'm at too all right but i think that's it for yeah that's it for review so we'll just move on to more stuff about the new console so the xbox series x was released on tuesday the 10th and videos were going crazy of smoke coming out of the xbox series x me being an idiot i saw that and i was like oh wow that's like terrible for these xbox owners did you did you hear about this story yeah but i didn't see videos of it until after people uh -huh. were already proving that it was fake 
Yeah, and people were just blowing vape into their Xboxes. That's crazy. <laughs> so stupid. Like, and I just also while while we're on the topic of just new consoles and doing dumb things with them, Adam here he recommended I I destroy my PS5 so we can go viral on YouTube. I just want to put that out there that that's the that's the idiot I'm working with here. That he thought it well, would be a good idea after spending five hundred dollars to destroy my console. I mean, I just wanted to know how dedicated you were to our show, but I see where you stand. I'm dedicated in a different way. I don't want to destroy our show. Like <laughs> that's how we that's how we make content, man. That was the first twenty minutes of our show was me talking about the PlayStation Five. You know what I mean? And we can use mm-hmm. that to play crash bandicoot and do a stream on it at twitch.tv slash ramblin gamers this december december 10th or 11th or something like that and it's also where we're going to be recording content for other playstation 5 games where you can see it also at twitch tv twitch.tv slash ramblin gamers and on our youtube which we will keep you up to date on whatever that channel name is but do you think that that short-term influx of followers for me destroying a PlayStation 5 would outweigh the potential followers we could get by making content. Because if someone sees it, sees me just destroy my PlayStation 5, they're going to go, oh, ha, ha, that's funny, and then show their friend. But they're not going to click on our channel. Let's be honest here. I mean, we are discussing the idea more now than we did when I brought it up. So maybe I was wrong, and I apologize. I think you should get a PlayStation 5 and destroy it. I want to get a PlayStation 5 and play it. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> That's what I wanted to do too. But moving on, I just want to touch real quick. We have a couple of things we would just want to hit before we end today's show. Um, it's going to be a little bit shorter show than last week. We're trying to keep them around 45 minutes or so. But I just want to go over my Ghost of Tushima opinion i think that's how it's pronounced after playing the game i was always calling it ghost of tushima this game is really good it just they just announced that it was announced as the or it was the fastest selling new ip on the playstation 4 it's already sold over 5 million copies however in me saying that it's a good game the stealth is boring it gets really repetitive the things that bring this game up is one the story's good although the the third act kind of falls on its face in my opinion however the ending is very good the first and second act are also really good the map is awesome the side quest i i kind of get side quest fatigue however i did enjoy doing the side quest in this and it looks amazing the gameplay for me got really repetitive the different stances was fun but i didn't enjoy switching out of them several times throughout a a, a fight that's just my opinion but that is primarily the reason why I don't see myself playing an Assassin's Creed game because if people are saying this is the this is the pinnacle for stealth gameplay, I can just see myself hating the Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. But moving on to another quick hit, Hyrule Warriors. I don't know what we're talking about with this. Take it away, Adam. Well, uh, Hyrule Warriors releases this Friday, so... I'm, I plan on getting it at launch, so we'll be able to talk about it n- cool. on next week's episode. I'll be able to talk about my thoughts and stuff, but um, I'm, I'm excited to play it. I really like the first Hyrule Warriors. I like the Breath of the Wild setting and the characters, so I'm, I'm excited to play it. And I know we've talked about this, so you have played Age of Calamity, correct? Is that what it's called? The, the first one. 
No, th- this new one is Age of Calamity. Oh, what's the first one? Just Hyrule Warriors. Oh, okay. I guess I have no idea what I'm talking about. Moving on to, look forward to that next week, by the way. Adam's going to have probably quite a bit to say about that. Um, Deathloop, one of my most look forward to games, has now set a release date of May 21st, 2021. This was the game that was supposed to come out. Um, it's being developed by Arcane Studios. It was supposed to come out this uh, holiday, I believe. I don't think it had a set date. It got delayed until then. Looking forward to it and can't wait to possibly stream that game at twitch.tv slash ramblinggamers. But moving on to next week's show, what we're going to be talking about, the Game Award nominations. What Are those the 18th, correct? Um, I know it's a Wednesday. I don't know. Okay. I, th- I think that's the 18th. But regardless, we will have, when we record the show, then those nominees should be out, and we can definitely talk about them. We do plan on doing something around the Video Game Awards, maybe a stream. We'll for sure do a podcast show just with our predictions, kind of like we did with the um with the new consoles coming out but keep your eye out for that keep your eye out for the hyrule warriors review um i'll probably have more to say about spider-man and maybe we can maybe make it three episodes in a row where we talk about bug snacks i might have time to play that but (laughs) before we end today's episode i just want to ask you a quick question adam what's on your what what's on your backlog of games what do you plan on playing these next like two or three weeks um well, right now I'm slowly making my way through Mario Galaxy 2 because I played okay. Mario Galaxy 1 on the Switch and just kind of wanted to play the second one again. So I've been doing that. Um, I mean, when Hyrule Warriors releases next week, that's probably all I'll be doing for a little bit outside of gotcha. my uh, playing Animal Crossing every day. Yeah, no, I completely get that. Um, what I plan on playing... Uh, within the near future is Spider-Man Miles Morales, Bug Snacks. I already have this listed out, by the way, because I have my PlayStation on right now. So Miles Morales, Bug Snacks. I plan on then either moving to Celeste or Hollow Knight. If you guys want me to play one of those first, and maybe I can stream it or record a YouTube video on it or something, um, let me know. But those are the games I kind of have that I'm I'm planning on finishing before hopefully before cyberpunk comes out i'll probably not be able to finish all of them but that's my goal for them so let let me tell you this because i have played both of those games um hollow knight i put um i want to say like 65 to 70 hours in and i didn't do Mm -hmm. everything and celeste i put like 10 hours in and i did kind of most of the stuff you could do yeah but yeah I, regardless, I plan on playing both because I've heard they're both great. I'm just leaning more towards Celeste based on, I don't know. I just really want to play Celeste. I don't really have a reason. Mm-hmm. I, and, <laughs> I Celeste know. is but, way more pick up and play than Hollow Knight. Gotcha. Um, before we, I guess we end today's show, please everyone follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rambling Gamers. Follow us on Twitch TV, twitch.tv slash Rambling Gamers. Let us know if you have any suggestions or topic ideas that you want us to hit. Let us know if there's certain content that you want to see. We do plan on uploading to YouTube, like I said. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on our podcast and on our socials when that, uh, when we eventually do that. Um, also, like I said, we do have a, a week planned out where we plan on getting really far ahead on podcasts, streams, stream highlights, and YouTube videos. So let us know if there's anything specific that you want to see. Before we end today's show off, do you have anything else to add, Adam? 
please, 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 uh, if you are enjoying what we're doing, share it with people. We really want to get some more viewers. We actually, and before we end it, we do have a, we're going worldwide now. Uh, we can look at our stream analytics. We have a, we have a viewer in Singapore and Vienna, Austria. So that's exciting. Keep listening, everyone. Please share if you can. And this has been Ramblin' Gamers, episode five. My name is Matt. I was here with Adam. And we will see you next Tuesday at 10 a.m. See you guys. See you next week.